recording. Well, look, man, glad you guys came on. Moonshot, yeah. Johnny, Ethan. Let's uh, let's hop into it and kind of kind of get the story. We always ask everybody what their kind of background is and how they got into yeah. the mining space because it was a little weird, but um, actually not weird, just different. Oh, is that not my bad? Um, but yeah, so kind of tell us how, what was your guys' journey? What what was your background pre Moonshot? Um, you think we kick off or we go? Yeah, sure. So my so my background. So I went to University of Texas. I uh, got my degree in mechanical engineering, minor in business, and then I graduated back in '08. So I was there with uh, Vince Young and oh, the national yeah. championship. It's the heyday. Yeah. So the heyday. Yeah. yeah. I get butterflies just thinking about <laughs> thinking about that game. You know, fourth and seven, and he busted out. That was, awesome. uh, was one of the best games I've ever seen. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I think everybody. No doubt. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was phenomenal. And I'm so, not. I'm I'm from Missouri, so like, I don't. I had no ties to any of them. I was like, that was one of the best games I've ever seen. You were seen. a powerhouse back then. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, it was nuts. I mean, I, I used to joke around that when I went to Texas. Because I'd ask kids after I left. I'm like, do you go to the games? No, I don't go to all the games. They're like, really? It's like, man, there'd be like Indian foreign exchange students fresh off the boat. You know? Yeah. And I'd see them in the... I'd see them in the cafeteria and they're like talking X's and O's. And they had knew, knew nothing about American football prior <laughs> to that. But just like the environment mm. at UT back then was just nuts. So... So, so yeah, so I graduated engineering. This was 2008. And then I was in oil and gas for eight years. So okay. production automation. So we had, there's a. Your, Where were we at? What operators or midstream? So, or? so we were mainly on the, well, the company was a distributor. Mm -hmm. So we sold uh, valves mm -hmm. and uh, I was on the uh, RAS, remote automation systems. So basically we did. Plunger lift, gas lift. We did all the automation on the production <laughs> mm -hmm. side. And then we did, uh, you know, the uh, metering and that kind of stuff on midstream. So so I was there for eight years. And then in 2020, that whole thing happened and everything got shut down. Business dropped off 75%. Yeah. And Ugh. so I moved over to uh, to data centers at that point. And so I was doing building automation systems. <coughs> so... But so that's that's my background. I'll get into the story of Moonshot, I guess. But if Johnny wants to, to get yeah, I'll give you my quick background on how I got into crypto. Um, so graduated from Texas A&M um, with industrial distribution degree. It's an engineering department. It's like half business, half engineering. And one of my counselors was like, "Hey, you can kind of get into any industry you want with this degree." And they're like, "If you if you want my opinion, like go on the electrical. Like electrical is never going away." So. Mm -hmm. I took a job with Schneider Electric, massive manufacturer. Um, and that's where I learned my electrical background. So I did all my training for them, started to learn codes and all that kind mm. of stuff. And I just didn't want to work for a big manufacturer anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, I took a job with a company called Sunbelt Transformer, which is now Sunbelt Solomon. They sell substations, pad mount transformers, like new and reconditioned. Um, and they hired me to actually be their gear specialist. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. And I'll learn transformers at the same time. And then ironically enough, like my first like few months on the job, like I got an inbound phone call from none other than Chad Harris. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Chad. Um, so uh, we were just talking about yeah, we were literally yeah. just talking about yeah. I love him to death. Uh, yeah, so I was like, he was like, yeah, I need 200 transformers. I need all this stuff. And I was like, 
are you talking about? Like, yeah. Crypto? Like, yeah. What do you mean? So I ended up going to Rockdale and going mm. to see the site. I'm going to correct you real quick for Bitcoin, right? Yeah. 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 Bitcoin. Yeah. Not yeah. crypto. We're big. Bitcoin's yeah, different. Sorry, sorry, okay. Sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. Um, went out there and uh, yeah, he just, he just like sold me on this mm-hmm. industry and this, this path that there's this evolving industry. And, and, you know, you guys all know Chad. Like, mm-hmm. he's really smart and one yeah. of the best visionaries that I know. And um, yeah, so just like dressed him. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, ended up selling him tons of equipment and helped him develop that site. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then he started introducing me to the other folks. Um, and so at that point I just like raised my hand and was like, Hey, Sunbelt, you guys like, let me just focus on crypto like mm-hmm. by itself. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I became the director of cryptocurrency market and grew it into a vertical, uh, mm-hmm. channel, just like an oil and gas or, you know, renewables or whatever. Right. Um, anyways, made like that's how i kind of got into the space and since then um i've bounced around to a few companies i worked for a company called shermco um they had an epcm division that was like focused on just building the crypto Mm -hmm. uh data centers right and um bitcoin bitcoin Bitcoin. (laughs) i'm gonna gonna correct it i promise uh we're just gonna believe it every time you say yeah 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 we're building bitcoin data centers and uh yeah so i got to learn how the sites actually got developed and mm-hmm. having crews on the field so that was like a huge learning lesson that was about in 2020 and then that's when things started uh 2021 is when mm-hmm. things started to fall apart uh that's when i really learned like who's legit who's not mm-hmm. Had, like, yeah. four or five lawsuits going on over there so yeah um Shermco's owned by a private private equity group and they're mm-hmm. like man we don't want to do this anymore so um, ironically, at the time of doing those projects that I had guys in the field building them, there's Moonshot Gear. And I had to get really acquainted with Ethan and his company um, uh, on all the projects that we're doing. And I was like, hey, like, I want to go back to the equipment side of things. You guys mm-hmm. have got some great stuff going on, which we'll get into. And uh, yeah, so I, I decided, hey, I'm going to take all my transformer, medium voltage switch gear knowledge, all my vendors, all my relationships you know, customers, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and then merge it with what Ethan was doing on the low voltage side. And here we are. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. So tell us about kind of what do you got going on? Like if somebody's listening to our show and they're like, okay, what what is Moonshot? What are we going to do? What what do you, What's your pitch to them? Sure. Well, I, st- I usually start with the story of how we even started Moonshot. Yeah, okay. Let's start with, with that. Yeah. Uh, and that'll kind of lay it all out. So, so back in 2020... Uh, I was up late night and I was talking to some of my buddies. I think uh, that was kind of the beginning of the bull run. That, and uh, So I got in in 2019, raised money in 2020. So same kind of time frame. We're yeah. actually old for the industry, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see that in 17. So. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah you were way up. Oh, yeah, yeah. With with uh, all the Winston stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's kind of funny because back in, so in 2017, I bought a little bit of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about building like, and at the time it would have been like these small little racks, right? To mine right. Bitcoin. And then the market tanked and I was like, I eh, forget about yeah. it. I'm going to go back and work my job. Well, you know, in 2020, I'd just gotten laid off uh, and Elon tweeted buy Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. And I had some Bitcoin and I'm like, okay, now this is uh, sacrilegious. I know I'm yeah. not allowed to talk about it, but <laughs> uh, I had to go through, you know, you had to go through all these different exchanges 
to turn Bitcoin. I think I had to turn it into Ethereum and, and then, then I can go, doge, go yeah. buy Doge off some shady, uh, yeah. you know, site. So, uh, so I put $500 into Dogecoin and within three months it turned into $50,000. Right. And then I said, okay, well, what else is there? And so my friends like, Hey, there's Hoge. I was like, all right, I'll buy Hoge. Shout out to Hoge. I think Barstool Sports, they promote Hoge. But, uh, <laughs> And then I was like, what else? I'll buy Poodle. I'm just going to buy dog coins. So, dog coins. <laughs> so then I post, I post on Reddit. I post, uh, hey, look at my dog pack. And yeah. I took a screenshot of my, now that was probably a bad idea, probably open to scammers. But anyway, <laughs> I posted it and someone goes, you need to add SHIB to your dog pack. And I go, okay. So I figure out how to go buy SHIB and I put $500 in SHIB. So between pretty much Dogecoin and SHIB, that portfolio went up to $175,000 yeah, by that summer. Really. Okay. And I was like, holy crap, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep buying yeah. dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was funny. You're my the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, I'd, I was showing my wife like every day I'd go up and be like $10,000 more, $20,000. Right. I was like, this is nuts. And I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a genius. Yeah. I mean, this was during the whole GameStop thing. Yeah. Did you guys see yeah. the GameStop? Uh, dumb money. Oh, dumb great. money is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was like what yeah. I was experiencing. If I would, if I would have put fifteen hundred dollars in, I would have made a million on ship. Oh, it was like a twenty-five thousand percent. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It, it was. You're nuts. just in your basement with your headband on every yeah. night, yeah. just like on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. What's the dumb money guy's name? Uh, some kitty. What is it? <sighs> Well, no, yes, man. Something kitty, though. Yeah, something kitty. Yeah. Like you could have been the dog could, version. Of I that. could have been the dog <laughs> yeah. version of that, yeah. but but no, I didn't sell at the top. So, but uh, but anyway, so I was working at this company. We were doing building automation systems mm -hmm. for. Um, shout out to Divcon, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I was working there uh, doing building automation systems for hyperscale data centers, and uh, actually. Uh, Gideon's company at the time was called uh, Hoddle Ranch. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. They reached out and said, "Hey, can you build us some curtailment software?" And so, you know, I got wind of this, and I'm like, "How do we figure out how to do what we're doing with crypto or you know Bitcoin?" And then China had banned Bitcoin mining, mm -hmm. and I just something clicked in my head, and I go, "It's going to be a gold rush." Mm -hmm. And so, when China banned Bitcoin, I'm like, "Okay, I want to mine Bitcoin." And so I was actually at a Starbucks one day and I saw this guy wearing a suit in the middle of July in Dallas. I'm like, why are you wearing a suit? And he goes, well, I'm a professional storyteller. And so we start talking. I'm like, so that means you must know people that can raise capital. Oh yeah. So he hooked me up with one of his buddies and I pitched him on this idea to build a Bitcoin mining operation. And he's like, yeah, that's awesome. Like the numbers make sense. I mean, at the mm -hmm. time this was like, oh, it yeah, was numbers peaking. Were insane. Right? Yeah. Numbers were insane. ROI was like eight months. Yeah. It was awesome. And so he's like, okay, you got to put a deck together and I'll help you. And it's going to cost you X amount of money. So I paid him 3 billion SHIB. Don't tell the uh -huh. IRS. Uh, but It I, sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. They were it worth was still like, a lot of money. I mean, it was. Yeah. You were a SHIB billionaire. I was a SHIB billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I paid him 3 billion SHIB which was mm. worth thousands of dollars at the time. Now, granted, when I, I get, I, I, I ended up paying him in 3 billion ship and then it ended up like 20 Xing after I paid him, but he didn't yeah. sell at the top. I was like, dude, anyway. So uh, now, he, now he's like, damn it, I should have cashed in my 3 billion ship. <laughs> he should have cashed in his 3 billion ship. So, um, so I, 
he's like, you got to put a deck together. So now I'm doing market research and I reach out to Compute North. And I said, hey, can I get five megawatts of power? And they said, yep, five cents all in. Mm. I was like, all in hosted? I'm like, that's a good deal. Uh, give me a contract. Man, and some I'm, of those numbers we see now, it's like, uh, sorry to interrupt. I'm like, uh, man, nobody's hosting at five cents. No. Nobody. No. Yeah. But maybe that's why. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's, yeah. Yeah, you're, it's, you're lucky seven halves probably lower in. Yeah. Right now, but. Yeah. Hosted all in. I'm like, okay. So my goal was like, I'm going to get this contract and then I'm going to go raise capital against it. And so, and so I, uh, I end up talking to the guy and I'm like, Hey, where's my contract? I'm like a week goes by, two weeks go by. Uh, and, and I'm like, where's my contract? He's like, well, we got the power, but we don't have the pods. And I was like, okay. I go, how many pods do you need? He goes a thousand. I go, how much do you pay? He goes, 500k a pop which isn't true but i mean mm -hmm. it's still at least a quarter million a pop right and i was like you need a thousand pods at a half million i was like that's a half billion dollars and we were integrating our control systems into ups pods for data centers mm -hmm. and so i knew some different fabricators that were building these and so i said i'll build your pods and so i started pod meaning what's like like container like, container. Yeah. Yeah. container yeah, yeah. But not a container. We don't want yeah, to say yeah, container. Yeah. We don't want container. A that's pod. like, yeah. yeah. A container dumbs it down too much. Container. Modular that's like, data center. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Modular data center. Yeah. Container. That's a shipping container. Modify. No, these are like yeah. actual buildings. So, so we, uh, and, and so anyway, so I, I reached out to some fabricators and we came up with a design. I get found a guy that came up with a moonshot logo because it was going to be moonshot mm -hmm. mining. I was like, you know, crypto. Right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was like, that's got a good ring to it, Moonshot Mining. Uh, and then I'm like, well, let's start Moonshot Pods in the process. Mm -hmm. And so we, I went out and started posting on Telegram. I got a sketch, put it on Telegram, started quoting people. And then someone goes, my buddy Ben, uh, shout out to Ben. But Ben reached out and said, hey, I got a guy that needs 2,800 amp panels. And he's like, they can be UL508A. I go, I used to work in a UL 508A shop. I used to be inside sales. I can, I can quote this. So I reached out to one of my suppliers, Gary, and I said, Gary, can I get these breakers? He said, yeah. I reached out to my old company. I said, can you build these in your shop? They said, yes. Guy comes back and he goes, uh, okay, I need them in a week. Oh, so I figured out how much to expedite it. And I was like, okay, uh, $287,000. I never met him in my life. To get them in a week? to get them in a week. Wow. 2,800 amp panels. And that's probably actually not a bad price now. No. Pricing no, has gone up probably 50% since then. So, so anyway, uh, I was like, yeah, that's what it's going to be. And he, so the next day he wires me the money. I never met him. I maybe talked to him on the phone one time. This is the wild open. I oh, didn't. Yeah. No, dude, this is like a very uh, common story. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so have ridiculous. an LLC set up. I didn't have a business account set up. Yeah. I have two hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars in my. You just like, like Venmo me that, please. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> people blindly do it. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap! All right, I'm like pacing in my backyard, like it's just gonna happen, and then it happens, and I was like, okay, here we go. Now I got to deliver, and so. I call up the company that I used to work at. I was like, can you guys build these? And they go, uh, yeah, it's too, it's too quick. I was like, crap. So I go, Gary, who else do you know? 
So he's like, well, I got this shop. And so I talked to him. I was like, here's what it is. Here's how much labor it's going to take. Can you do it? Yes. I was like, okay, cool. So we start shipping parts to the shop. I show up on Wednesday of that week. They're supposed to go out Friday. He has three guys working, 600 man hour job. I'm like, you're not going to get it done. And I'm like, you have to have more people find someone. And he's like, I can't find anyone. And I'm like, all right, I call everyone. Can't find anyone. And then I'm just like, I got to find a way. I got to find a way. Finally, I'm like, who can wire stuff up 24 seven? I was like, electricians. So I hired electricians, paid them 75 bucks an hour. And we wired these in the parking lot, got them out in one week. Wow. <laughs> that one customer we did, we did $7 million with right? year one. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Well done, guys. So that's so, good. So year one, we did $12 million. Mm. We built pods. We did full engineering procurement construction where we did civil engineering electrical engineering one lines mm. built a building built pods everything uh you know transformers you name it mm -hmm. uh and then i think last year we did eight million because the market dipped yeah. a little bit and so far today so in january of this year we're 26 million so we did what? yeah 26 million, yes, in, 26 26 million in, january. in january yeah so we're Shit. so low ball 50 mil we should be like my what is it yeah. big hairy audacious goal is 100 mil yeah but we just talked to a guy today and he goes he he goes yeah uh how long have you been in business he goes two years and he said yeah we're a billion dollar company in two years in two years traditional uh, data center space and they're they manufacture no they're, they're kind of like a channel partner to a lot of other uh -huh. equipment mm -hmm. they put okay. they put things together so yeah. so we uh so we went from the crypto space and we always thought i mean i always knew this was the path right because they're not the crypto space but mm -hmm. the bitcoin space yeah. uh, but we went from <laughs> bitcoin mining uh to now we have a project with google mm -hmm. x um you know we landed a big project uh with hud8 Mm -hmm. uh and so those guys out there so that's a 200 megawatt project mm -hmm. so that that's project a lot of it came in. Yeah, yeah yeah so that project we're 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 supplying uh all of the power distribution panels that's uh, what i was gonna ask so are you just doing like what where are you guys fitting in the whole scheme of you know we locked down a site and we got it operational and running where Where's your kind of niche within that? Is it just a container? No. Okay. No. So it's, you know, if you, if you go down, you know, from, you know, power distribution, right? Mm -hmm. You got the power plant, right? You got the utility voltage. Subst so we're providing substation transformers. Okay. So we have. So you're working with the utilities on. Yeah. So like the way that, the way that you can envision moonshot is like essentially they're taking my background in the medium to high voltage space mm -hmm. and then taking Ethan's expertise in the low voltage space. Okay. We're kind of merging those together. So like, let's just say you're like, Hey, I just, I, I'm working with utility. I got hundred megawatts of power, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I've got connections to where people have substations in stock. Um, just through my mm -hmm. like the transformer industry is a very small space. So yeah. I know where to find those pieces of equipment. And then just like low voltage equipment, you know, you need, breakers protecting things mm -hmm. at a high voltage medium voltage and low voltage level so arguably going from the the substation all the way down to like the pad mount transformers right. that you see 
and the medium voltage switch gear like i've got connections for all those we're not okay. manufacturing that because yeah it's that you, yeah it's insane. It. right you don't there's do very few manufacturers right. of actual transformers exactly right and like yeah. especially ones that can build things quickly right mm -hmm. now so i kind of know the guys that yeah. can build transformers quickly medium voltage switch gear quickly who has it in stock like Mm -hmm. you you kind of have to be like that when you work right. at a company like sunbelt like you know chad yeah. was like hey thanks for giving me the transformer do you know where to go find this this this, yeah. this? and then over time i was like you got a net i just like figured it out just like Ethan, right. you just figured out you're like i'll go find it for you mm -hmm. is that the yeah. biggest part of the business the transformers no no probably the i mean there's the so we manufacture the all the low voltage gear so the yeah. ul 891 switchboards mm -hmm. ul 508a panel boards like that's like the big money maker for us you know we have we, we have an engineer andrew who spent months designing rack systems and then michael came on afterwards to take it over but that we're doing you know 200 megawatts of racking mm -hmm. custom racking with cable management built into it so we did all of the engineering design uh we actually it's it's interesting the uh so the manufacturer that actually takes the raw steel and makes the beams, like mm -hmm. like pallet beams, we are now distributors for them. But they basically we have a custom design with them. Okay. And so we're and that's in it's in Dallas, like right yeah. next to our shop, which is awesome. Nice. So do do you guys have like any patents on any, anything in there or we we have a patent pending mm -hmm. on uh, on the rack design. Yeah. So. We yeah. probably need to follow up with the, yeah. the lawyers, but don't the don't steal their ideas. Yeah. No, no, not <laughs> not trying to. I'm just no. curious because like, um, there's there's a lot of groups out there that build data centers, right? Yeah. Uh, I say a lot. There's not a lot. There's there's a few, right? Um, but is there anything in particular that you think sets yours apart from those other ones? And that's why I was asking about patent. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of panel shops, like we are yeah. not the first OEM panel shop, yeah. right? But I think what makes us unique is that we can connect from the substation level all the way down to low voltage and everything okay. in between, right? Okay. A lot of guys are like, hey, I'm only focused on the low voltage level, yeah. right? Right. And I think- I would what, agree, most of them, that's kind of- Yeah, and yeah. it's like, they kind of have their niche. Mm -hmm. And for us, we looked at mm -hmm. it as like, we're competent in all yeah. the areas, so mm -hmm. we don't, we don't, shy away from going to help you in other areas that mm -hmm. you know you know someone comes in they're like i just don't know where to find this or that or mm -hmm. i need help with engineering like we're connected to all those things mm -hmm. so we're we just help people connect the dots and if we can you know mark something up with a nominal fee by buying it from someone else and making yeah. your life easier right and then we sell you just medium voltage transformers and right. switch gear like rock and roll that's awesome right obviously we'd want to sell you the stuff that we make because there's a higher margin in that but yeah. we're not like oh we have to be right. low voltage gear and i think that's mm -hmm. what really makes mm -hmm. moonshot unique and it, and it encompasses you know the story that ethan shared and i think the story that mm -hmm. not only you guys probably have but all the listeners of like everyone in this space has always had to like grind figure mm -hmm. out how to make the best value or stand out or do something different. And I think that's our approach mm -hmm. is we want to be a, a value add channel partner for everything mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. involved in these projects and intimately understand like what it takes to get these up and running. Mm -hmm. Not only both Ethan and I have been a part of, you know, engineering and procurement, construction management to build these sites, but also building the equipment, sourcing all the stuff that you can't find. So yeah. Yeah. what, what size do you guys focus on? Is there, 
because you know there's some groups upstream data like they'll do containers and all that. most are obviously off grid yeah. but um they'll do like you know 30 mcf a day so you're, right or so you're talking i don't know what 30 kilowatts or something right you know like low small stuff all the way up to some bigger stuff our ea is kind of locked in on like a certain threshold or i'd say yeah, i think i mean i would say really anything i yeah. mean you know our approach is you know and to johnny's point you know it's i want to provide more value than what people than what we expect in return like mm -hmm. in the end you know we'll be blessed because of it but yeah but like it's especially in this space people don't know anything so yeah. we're not like if you if you to go to a typical oem and say hey i need these panels they're just going to quote you what you ask for right whereas they come to us and we're like well what are you trying to accomplish like what mm -hmm. miners are you running what what's your mm -hmm. current like what's your power on each miner yeah. and so we're like looking at from yeah. the design standpoint mm -hmm. and we're trying to help them and like hey by the way you know have you done civil have you done you know uh arc flash studies have you yeah. done coordination studies like we're actually trying to help them think through it because in the end we want them to be successful and the little guys turn into the big guys. Right. So mm -hmm. we don't want to just shy away and say, no, you're too small. Like I want to help out everyone we possibly can. Now, like, you know, when HUD 8 comes to us and says, hey, we want to do a 200 megawatt project, like, heck yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. and we'll put the resources together. But I think to add to Ethan's point, um, no size scares us, mm -hmm. whether it's small or large. But I think what we do is we just pre-qualify the people well in advance, right? Like yeah. we can really, determine who's a tire kicker who's a guy that's just trying to look for the there's not cheapest. a lot of tire kickers in this space <laughs> no, so I'm so, yeah. <laughs> but like so if we can get through all of that and we can see like mm. i quoted a guy today like i quoted him three panel boards some 12 pdus that we make and some like fuse disconnects you know mm. and like i was talking to that guy and he was really 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 smart and yeah. i like he was explaining his mission i was like all right i'm gonna help this guy right yeah. and he came to me with like exactly what Ethan had where he was like I need a fuse disconnect next to a panel board with a main and I'm like mm -hmm. you actually don't need that main yeah. that's what the fuse disconnects for so like we can yeah. save you some money by not doing it and he's like oh dude thanks so much so you man. let them kind of customize stuff a little bit we we like we sit back and is it like, made right. to order I guess yeah we yeah. what we do is yeah. we we let them come to us and say this is what we're trying to build mm -hmm. and then we go and we say what the Schneider electric term was value engineering so you look mm -hmm. at it and you go how about this like right we know the code's better than you do we can yeah. save you some money like you're like who knows like did mm -hmm. your engineering group if you had an engineer which a lot of the times they don't yeah it's like some electrician that tells them what to do and you're like that guy doesn't know not, what he's not, about. not all right. electricians are the same. <laughs> you know oh yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> old man um it's like attorneys man yeah <laughs> we're not all the same but then you get the opposite where you have engineers that will over engineer stuff mm, right yeah. and then you're like how do we meet in the middle right yeah and so we like understand their budget and what they're trying to get at and like how fast they're trying to build things because obviously if you want to build it quick you know stock equipment costs more money so we, mm -hmm. we try and like teach them you know hey if you bought this piece of gear yeah. out of stock right now it's gonna be x but if you waited six to eight weeks we could manufacture ourselves and be a little bit cheaper yeah. so we just kind of like go through options and things like that but i'd say we don't care if you want to build that's four small, megawatts or yeah. four hundred. Like, that's super important because I mean, especially when you think of like building these these massive sites at scale, mm -hmm. like yeah. going back to like over engineering things, that could be like the difference between massive you know, dude. millions of dollars right. potentially. Oh, oh, it's nuts. I mean, yeah. I I moved a transformer fifteen feet, 
The difference in cable and conduit cost was a quarter million dollars for four transformers Jeez. to rip yeah. all that stuff and up. They, and it's yeah, crazy. Do but people don't, they don't think about it. They don't mm -hmm. know, you know, and then you go talk to, you know, and even engineers, you know, you get an engineer and they're just going to design what they know. And they're not worried about supply chain. They may not be worried about costs or like, this right. is just, this is the template that I have on how to yeah. do these systems, you know? And it's like, Come to us. Let's work with you. And we like working with you. If you have an yeah. engineer, like let's work together. Yeah. And help. So you like, guys are in on situation. the design phase. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do a lot of design work. In fact, like it was really fun. The HUD-A project. Mm -hmm. uh, I know all the USBTC guys really well. Um, uh, shout out to them and Asher mm -hmm. on all those guys. But anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, like, Asher, new boss man over oh, there. He's, huh? yeah, yeah. He's a man. Yeah. Uh, I love Asher. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, like I was working uh, with their uh, mm -hmm. engineers and their core guys, um, Jake Palmer and Tim, like it was just kind of like a fun, open discussion. Like, mm -hmm. like we went from let's just put a panel board next to the rack to why don't we integrate that panel board into the rack because we're going to custom build it and we actually have panels that are going to have. You know, I think we have the smallest yeah. 800 amp panel in the history yeah, like of 800 amp watt. panels. Really? Oh, wow. Normally those are like yeah. 20 inch wide cabinets, yeah. but we like figured out the the wire bending space and the yeah. rise so that we can extend the cabinet up taller. Yeah. But it saves them a ton of money. Right. Because just that little bit of cable, because low mm. voltage cable is the thickest. Yeah. Right? Like it costs the most. Yeah. And if you just save like a couple feet, you're talking about labor install mm -hmm. you're talking about the cable itself and the time it takes to like especially like you know bending and going mm -hmm. through all the cable tray so it's just so much easier just come up with design with these guys and like all right we'll put the rack we'll drop this in it's like rock and roll yeah let's go. yeah so it's fun it's we we take this approach where we just we like we love collaborating with mm -hmm. our clients and if they have the right technical folks that can do that but a lot of times they don't and then we'll just do that for them and that's a lot of the value that we provide too are you guys doing much off-grid stuff or is it primarily um, been on-grid no well yeah main, mainly on-grid i mean we i mean it's electrical I yeah mean, the, the biggest thing and we can talk get into it you know your sccr ratings probably mm -hmm. are a lot your you know available fault currents a lot less mm -hmm. uh from a generate from a gen set but I yeah mean, after the gen set i mean it's the same thing yeah so yeah it's distribution panels it's pdus mm -hmm. so a gen set can be a bitch though man oh, yeah. i like like having done that much off grid and like making sure that gas is clean and <sighs> sure yeah, we were talking about that the last show we did where just trying to balance a gin set with the, like three arms on it and it's it's a freaking nightmare sometimes with miners because like the miners you know they run yeah. like this and they'll kick you they'll yeah. knock one of the other ones out of break out of whack and big, it's yeah big deal yeah. i learned way too much about electricity when we were doing that i was like what <laughs> There's so many it's things It's communicating like, with it's dirty electric. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. How's that even work? I don't <laughs> yeah. even understand what that I means. Know, you gotta put harmonics. Yeah, harmonic yeah, filters. Yeah, yeah. Oh my on gosh, there. dude. Yeah. yeah. What are the like so many things could go wrong in electrical? Like, what are the things that you guys I don't know if y'all see any trends with people coming to you in the conversations that you have? Like, what are the things that people get wrong about the electrical side? Everything. I mean, I, you know, I think you know, this kind of goes back to like, you know, why UL and NEC, you know, it's like, you know, the, the history of UL, you know, it's been around since what, 1894. Mm. And basically it's underwriters laboratory. That's what UL stands for. So it's the insurance companies that mm. were driving 
the standardization process. You know, you have NEC yeah. came shortly after, and that was due to like a lot of electrical fires that happened in the industry. And so they set these standards. And what I found is a lot of these Bitcoin mining operations, just the wild west. And so they don't know anything about NEC. They're like, I'm in a rural area, so I don't have an inspector. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything, yeah. right? People here, I'm not getting inspected, so that means I don't have to follow the rules. And it's like, actually, you do. The capital cost nowadays is so high that it's like, you don't want to take the risk. You no, shut man. down immediately. I ask people like, all the time. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do if this site burns down and right. there's a person in there? Like, yeah. yeah. What insurance you, is going to cover insurance this? Insurance is going to cover. Right. Oh no, I have insurance. I'm like, do no, you? No, you don't. You yeah. don't. Because yeah. if you did, then you would be putting you all listed gears with what we build. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's so many issues like with people buying equipment from China mm -hmm. or uh, people trying to save money by bringing that equipment in, and then like, unfortunately, like the people that are buying that stuff, they're like, they see the price and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, might as well just buy that, like, right? You know, right? And then they go to install it, and then like the AHJ is just like, yep, yeah, we're not going to approve you because it's not Yoast, and people mm -hmm. are like, what? Yeah, I can't tell you how many times that we've gotten calls from um ant boxes and they're like oh yeah we got shut down and it's like yeah now you have to put yeah. a fuse disconnect or main breaker in a box outside of it so that it actually has the secr rating mm -hmm. and it's you all listed before it goes in there now mm -hmm. inside of the box the like the inspector's like look man, <laughs> good luck but yeah. like hey like at least you're protected and we'll let people into this building right. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was you ethan it was i'm not gonna say who it was and i'm not gonna say which year of empower but somebody else brought some equipment out you saw it, came to the team and said, please do not power that up because somebody will fucking die. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Pro probably. Probably. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's and, crazy. and that's, you know, people don't realize like mm -hmm. arc flash incidents like are deadly. Yeah. You know, I, I sent you some some videos. You can you can probably play them. But I mean, it's I mean, it's a bomb. Yeah, it is a bomb. And, you know, we pulled off some stats. I think there's every day five to ten arc flash incidents. Really, two thousand people a year are treated for burns. Uh, you know, if you know, kills people. I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen videos where they're like, yeah, we had an arc flash incident. The guy ended up dying, and oh, literally, geez. you walk in, silhouette of the guy on the wall. Are you serious? Yeah, you guys is. need to yeah. watch these. We send you guys a bunch of videos on YouTube before. It's 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 scary, man. Like, yeah. man, young, young Jamie, pull the videos. Yeah, up. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but my iPhone. But <laughs> there was one time I was okay. I, this is a dumb story. This is what happens when you let lawyers play with electricity. Even <laughs> though when I was a kid, man, me and my older brother, we used to freaking make some wild stuff with electricity and fireworks. It was bad mix, but we did a lot of cool stuff. But I was messing around with my pool, and I I had thought I'd turn all the breakers off and all this. And I bumped something up on one of these big old bolts that had something wired in, and it blew me back like three, four feet. I saw all white. I like I couldn't see anything. It was loud. It was super loud. There's probably yeah. a silhouette of me on the privacy fence behind me. It was I, like it yeah. scared the shit yeah, out they of me. Say an arc flash is like hotter than the sun. Okay, it wasn't it's that. It's like twenty thousand <laughs> hotter than the sun. Twenty thousand yeah. degrees C. Is yeah. an arc flash. What? An arc flash is just, is that just touching something that you're not supposed to touch? Like or is this like something blowing up? Yeah, blowing what? up because really? you're so, to well, it. you could touch it if you you know if you there's have a, two phases touch each other, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a bit of ways that an arc flash can happen. One is like you know if a let's just say an electrical contractor has some tools and they inadvertently touch mm -hmm. you know between 
two phases, two hot phases or something like okay, that. Okay, that's right? what I felt like I did. Yeah, that that's exactly so what you freaking, did. Yeah. <laughs> that happens, right? Oh, oh, I've had guys literally, they're like, they're literally out there on these Bitcoin sites and they're touching. You could touch one. Okay, but if you uh, touch the second phase, yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah. so you know, it's always put put one hand one hand in your pocket. But that's really, a good, I'm gonna P remember that one. PPE arc flash mm -hmm. studies. Anyway, that's the main one, right? When you hear about an arc flash, another real common one is is having loose connections. Think about it. If uh, there's a connection to you know piece of bus material to cable, and there's a little bit of space there, think about what's what's in between there. Air which has mm. molecules of hydrogen inside of it, right? And so- or Just oxygen. sitting there vibrating. It's, it's sitting there vibrating. And like over time, that can create enough friction to cause an arc. And if that causes an arc, it could bleed over something else and blow up, right? Um, I guess you're scaring shit out of me. Right? I know. That's well, what they're trying to do. This, <laughs> well, just, this sounds like a way more dangerous industry <laughs> than I, I thought. Oh it is, man. And that's why like we're trying to talk about how important it is to have Yolos yep. here. Um, but, you know, like, buildup of dust, you know, on that mm. equipment, you know, not having a good connection. Um, uh, animals, right? Like mm. animals in the cold, they want to get into warm areas, right? All, they don't know electricity. Like, no. like very common to have like a snake or a squirrel or something get in to the piece of equipment and they can, they can fry. Freaking squirrels. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Tree rats. Oh yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I got a call one time from someone who was like, hey, I need to replace this substation. And I like looked at it and I was like, that a squirrel on top of <laughs> that bushing and like the whole bush was cracked and it was like the guy was like yeah there's a squirrel so, so, I got a picture so on is my it phone is it still wild wild west with these guys like maintaining their own stuff because now I'm, I'm like terrified to like touch something yeah i'm gonna like man we, like, i went in, professional yeah. i went into a site and literally they had four thousand amp gear luckily they were curtailed but the four thousand amp gear was sitting in a pool of water what yes see this is some stuff i'm like who are these people doing this you you can't see electricity and i know like, but like but so there's it's like, like people are no, <laughs> that but, doesn't sound like a good idea no know? no no but like the i, I point could tell this, i could tell you what's driving it but i don't i don't want to get you know economics is just trying to be cheap as possible or what economics and then where a lot of the stuff the people funding it where mm. it originated no yeah. desire for safety right right, right? and mm -hmm. so that a lot of that's driving the industry yeah yeah um, but yeah economics i mean you're trying to get your roi which is crazy i mean most businesses it's like five-year roi mm -hmm. bitcoin it's like i need my roi in 12 this months year. or i'm not yeah. doing it yeah right. and you have to think about this right like a lot of these guys nowadays like getting capital is so much harder yeah right? Right, so it's it like is. a lot of these guys are bootstrapping or like mm -hmm. whatever and like that money is so tight that they have to look at it going like, dude, I really want to get two yeah. megawatts up on instead of one if yeah. I did it the right way, so I'm going to do it, right? But I mean, dropping a freaking transformer mm -hmm. in a kiddie pool is probably not yeah, a yeah, good yeah. idea. <laughs> right, right. You know? But like, <laughs> there are guys that do that. But yeah. if we're talking to the big guys like Queenspark yeah, and yeah. Riot and all those guys, like those guys, they don't mess around. Right, they, right. They, They're publicly traded. Like they yeah. have to follow the rules. And like, I'm glad that they are. But it's it makes it more difficult for the small to medium sized guys to get in when capital is just yeah, harder so to tight, get. Man. So in fact, like yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, they're just throwing it at anybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's what's so crazy is though. It's like when I was raising money, it was like 2019, 2020, and it was really hard to get money. It was really hard. I mean, you guys know. Yeah. Um. Then it was like 21 and 20, like early part of 22. People are throwing money at everything, right? <laughs> and then. 
it shit's so bad and it's like you can't find money anywhere yeah. it's starting to come back again yeah. but yeah well you have ai which i think well that's what was gonna be the next question yeah. but yeah go so uh, sorry i jumped in there but um of like you guys said you did 26 million in freaking january how much of that is bitcoin derived and how much is ai derived have you seen a big uh, that's had to be a fairly significant yeah. part of your growth yeah. i'd imagine I mean, probably eighty percent of it's Bitcoin because that mm -hmm. we're we're one of the only OEMs that are really yeah. servicing this industry. Yeah, uh, a lot of guys don't want to mess with it. I mean, it's high risk. Right. It, it's you know we've had many projects. You know they start, they pay a deposit, and then you know the back twenty megawatts they don't even they don't have enough money to pay you, and you're sitting mm -hmm. there holding holding the bag essentially right. yeah. with all this equipment. You know, yeah, it works out in the end, but a lot of OEMs don't want to mess with it. Plus, it's it's price sensitive, so lower margin you mm -hmm. know it's higher margin to sell traditional data centers um but uh, we're seeing a lot of like ai interest multiple requests like i think we'll see that it's just you know they're looking at projects in 2025 right so the the bitcoin stuff is much quicker ai like we're getting requests for it now yeah i don't even think we've really truly seen it yet like we're yeah. we're doing like some of the substation stuff that we're procuring that's I believe for AI, mm -hmm. and that's not even going to be out until 2025. Right, is the schedule. So yeah, we, I've just switched jobs actually, and um, yeah, we're I've been surprised at how much AI interest there's been. But I was curious to see yeah. like, what part of that is derived from AI versus Bitcoin. I, there's a lot of miners are trying to get online now. You want to yeah. you know want to get everything established now. Mm -hmm. prior to having you're not probably not going to get operational before having at this point yeah, probably um but you know being ready to kind of hopefully ride the wave up here at the end of the year it's and also hard to oh, i was going to say it's hard to pinpoint like we get requests all the time where it's like hey this is for an enterprise data center or right. whatever and we're like we don't necessarily know because it's so mm -hmm. nda'd up and kept tight yeah but you kind of assume you're like gotta be for ai you right know, like right this is so big or whatever like you the, might hear a little tidbit that you're not supposed to hear, you know how i know the different like how i know what it's going to be is the footprint like yeah. that that's almost yeah, the yeah, guarantee yeah. so the like, footprint's always exponentially oh larger. my gosh and it's over engineered to yeah the max <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's what's oh man that's such a good point to make actually is like it's so crazy to see mm -hmm. how basic a crypto data center is mm -hmm comparatively to an ai data center yeah and we're all using the same computer power but yeah. two right. people do it completely different and i'm like this is what you get when yeah. you have a lot yeah. more money in the space right. and it gets over engineered compared yeah. to a group that's like us that's bootstrapping stuff putting it together mm -hmm. and they're actually getting to the core like, right like, you actually only need this you right. don't need all this crazy yeah. stuff. they're very different business models. those two are but it's like it's the same operation with just night and day business models right you know it's yeah, crazy what you'll see probably is a lot of the i mean you you start hearing it now is yeah i'm doing bitcoin and then i'm gonna go get into ai yeah and so you know you see people wanting to make that mm -hmm. leap uh you know and you get you know the difference yet bitcoin's like a tier one right and then you yeah. have like yeah. hyperscalers like redundancy backup mm -hmm. diesel gen sets you know that's like your you know you yeah. got big concrete walls you get your tier four data centers ai is kind of in between and it mm. just depends on like there's two different types of ai yeah uh you know some of it's like you know where you have to be 100 percent uptime and some of it is like you don't and that's mm -hmm. going to be those can be more similar to like bitcoin mining mm -hmm. sites but 
that's where people like when they don't do the engineering and they don't do the civil work, they don't have the electrical one lines. Like, you know, it's either either your site's an asset or a liability. One, mm -hmm. it's like a safety issue because now you could kill someone. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could have OSHA coming after you despite being out in the middle of nowhere. Like OSHA's mm -hmm. gonna come. Uh these things are too big and too much capital involved at this point yeah. for OSHA to not go check it out. Oh, oh you know? yeah, it's going to yeah. happen. I think there's going to be something that drives the industry. And then everyone that has all these panels that, you know, that don't have SCCR. That's like a big one of mm -hmm. our biggest sales points is SCCR rating mm -hmm. because uh, you go buy stuff that is made in another country and it there's no way for it. They don't have you all there. You all there. Mm -hmm. So there's no way to put an SCCR rating in NEC states that you have to have an SCCR rating greater than the available fault current mm -hmm. on those panels uh, or available uh, on those panels. And so otherwise you're violating code, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. And so these guys are building these sites. Well, you're putting all this money into this. You have all this electrical infrastructure. And when you want to go turn over and go sell this to someone doing AI or convert it, like you can't, you're going to yeah. have to rip all that stuff out and do it and do it again. And, and then by then it's going to cost you twice as much money because you know, since I started this in 2021, the cost, this the cost to build the equipment has doubled. Has it really? It has oh, doubled. Yeah, yes. It's is, is it raw materials? Or yeah. Is it labor? It's, is it it's like, yeah. I think it's a bit of like all of it. It's mm -hmm. hard to really yeah. pinpoint it, right? Well, well, COVID, so COVID made all the yeah. prices go up. Yeah. And yeah. then all the manufacturers, it's kind of like Siemens and ABB and Square D, they all get together and be like, okay. We're not going to reduce our price. So like ABB is going to be like, I'm not going to reduce my price unless Eaton reduces their price. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to recruit, reduce my lead time. So like the big manufacturers, you can go buy the same gear from Eaton mm -hmm. and ABB and Siemens and Squirty. They're going to be 50 something weeks out. We can build stuff in like Man. four to six weeks. You know, for, yeah. some, for some of the bigger gear, 20 weeks. That so explains the 26 million right there. Yeah, yeah. that does. That yeah, does. we can, Honestly, so we can do it yeah. faster. Speed. Speed. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but it's just like, you got, you know, your site should be an asset. You should be able to, it should right. be worth something. Even if you don't even mine an ounce of Bitcoin, mm. you build that electrical infrastructure. Right. Like you're paying all this money for miners, like mm. millions and millions of dollars, but yet you don't want to go invest in like electrical engineering, civil engineering, right. and actually like UL listed equipment. It blows mm. my mind. So let me ask you this and okay, I've got a five megawatt site. I just secured, and I'm using this hypothetically. I wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> um, hypothetically, though, five megawatt site, I need to get it built out. Um, I'm, a, I'm a small shop, a family office, right? What point do I call you guys and say, look, I need to get this built out. I'm not a civil engineer. I'm not a mechanical engineer. I'm not an engineer at all. Can you guys basically... Do you do the drawings up from substation level to data center? Yeah. And basically then kind of, do you guys do like any EPC or anything mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. So you'll, you do so, the build out? Yeah. So I deal with that all the time, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say like as soon as you get your PPA signed, like we get calls like right at that point, mm -hmm. right? And really that's when I start to really feel people out. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, have you done engineering drawings? No, I don't have that. Well, do you have anybody that's going to do it? No, we're in the middle of nowhere. Right. We don't have to do that. I'm like, okay. And then I like start to educate yeah. them and I try and figure out like through that conversation, that's when I get to really understand. They'll be like, eventually mm -hmm. it'll be, you'll, you'll know, okay, I either don't have the money to do that or I do. 
Yeah. And then it's it's a coin flip of whether you mm-hmm. can convince them. But if they let's just say they did have the money, right? And they want to do the engineering. We've got partners just through mm-hmm. working on various different sites and we know who's licensed where and we've got like three or four different engineering groups like that we're just going to say hey like yeah. work with this guy that guy right will, you know throw us a you know rep commission yeah, or yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll or if we want to like manage everything then we'll yeah. like mark up their stuff a little bit but okay. like we could do that yeah and help them work directly with those um engineers and then mm-hmm. we would take like the information that those guys do and we would talk with them mm-hmm. and say, all right, well, they're really going to need X, Y, Z if they want to pull this off. And then, and then we just start designing from there. And then okay. we'll, we'll design custom gear or mm-hmm. just stuff that's like yeah. really basic. All, the, that all the way down to the, so from the substation mm-hmm. yeah. to the switch gear, to the pad mounts, to this low voltage gear, to the PDUs, yeah. to the cables. Mm-hmm. We'll do yeah. it all. Okay. We don't do, we don't build miners yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that, not yet. All right, we need we need some chips. If you can get us some chips, then you're good. We a- actually, our PDU engineer uh, builds FPGA miners. Okay, so and so this if, is potentially a real thing that you could do. Potentially, if Intel yeah. is listening out there and they can get us some chips, mm-hmm. we can build miners. So, so I guess you just buy Oridine. I mean, if you're doing <laughs> million, I mean, boom, yeah. problem solved. So from time frame of locking one down to getting it operational using you guys, what's a realistic time time frame? Um, I mean, I'd say realistically on a smaller site, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at maybe 12 to 14 weeks. To energization? Yes. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Depending on how complex like the engineering takes and yeah. how fast. Yeah. Like, like how this, close you are to substation two probably. Yeah, yeah. just like that yeah. and just being like, how challenging, like yeah. how's yeah. the, like, how's the, the actual property is right the land like, situation like all right. sorts of stuff like no that. lease no grease yeah exactly <laughs> landman we freaking run this industry yeah. yeah i'd say like it's quicker if you are going to go with a modularized yeah. container right, right modularized right. data center route just because it's takes a lot of the yeah the guys work out it's like right. okay here's this i just got to put this there transformer and then do i need protection in between there mm-hmm. and you know understanding a lot of times you get burned by the utility because you're trying to like figure out like you're talk to the owner and they're like oh yeah we have we have access to all this stuff and i'm Mm. like do you though yeah or is that owned by the Mm -hmm. utility company and like you own nothing and you actually have to put equipment from what the utility owns to you and so like you got to collect a lot of data before you get to the point of actually helping somebody so depending on how long that takes Mm. but i'd say if you if you had your shit together and i sat down to you got all like we could probably get engineering done and like two to three weeks and then once we have that and like we're we can we could build i mean we build just just to put in perspective like we we can build panel boards depending on if we have stock for it we can build panels in like two to three weeks mm-hmm. um and then if it's like custom build like we could do it in six to eight weeks now okay. we're building like massive like switch, scale, switch like yeah. building 500 and what is it 500 and like 60, 80 80 something for that hut eight project yeah we're going to deliver all that stuff in like 20, uh, like 20 weeks, really? 16, yeah. 16 to 20 weeks. That's yeah, good. Ship in 16 weeks and the racks and all that stuff. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to make sure we're currently right now. And, and the Huddy team has been on like crushing it mm-hmm. on top of everything and making sure that everybody has what they need to, yeah. to feel comfortable to build at this scale That's good, as guys. quick as, as you can. But yeah, man, like you can, we can really get after it with mm-hmm. the right people. And if they're like really down to play ball, like, but a lot of times like, you know, like 
the reason why we still are alive in this industry is because we're not going to do things to jeopardize the company. Like right, right, we're right. not going to ship you anything yeah. until we have this paid for in full, or we're yeah. not going to start production until we at least have X, whatever yeah. we agree upon. Right. And like those things like really hold up projects too. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, if you really got everything set and if you have the money, like you say you do, and mm -hmm. like you really can agree to these terms, like we could crank, a pro like a yeah. project out and like i agree like a 12 14 week nice time frame that's and, good that's yeah. really good yeah, yeah that is that's good to know yeah yeah i want to see what else we got on here arc flash scares the shit out of me oh yeah uh, <laughs> cause the arc flash i'm keeping that for me sccr rating would be a good topic i know that yeah. ethan kind of touched yeah. base on it and yeah. i think like understanding so, that because that's like a huge thing when we bring up to to people and they're like what's that and then you're and like I'm like, man, I can't believe you. And that you want me to yeah. hear? You yeah, I can. It? I mean, I can. I can cover. I mean, so that it really stems from the available fault current, mm -hmm. uh, and that you need an engineer to calculate for you. That's and that's part of the thing. Like these guys that are building these Bitcoin mining operations, mm -hmm. is they don't have an engineer that's telling them what the available fault current is. So you're right. automatically violating. I think it's what NEC section 110.10, which states that you that all electrical equipment has to have an SCCR rated listed on the outside of the panel, not the breakers inside of it. People are like, oh, I got a 65 KSC breaker. No, every part inside of it needs to have an SCCR rating, which stands for short circuit current rating. Okay, So basically that means that every component in that enclosure can withstand an arc flash or a okay. short circuit and so, mind you we had to go to ul we had yeah. to come to our shop in order yeah. to get a ul file to put a ul this is a moonshot yeah. panel and we can mm -hmm. slap a ul label on there like you all had to come out and, check and out. double check triple check test things blow things yeah. up to ensure that we're doing those things and i think mm -hmm. that's an important thing mm -hmm. to note is yeah like, that's it's part of the process of what we've had to do to get to yeah. where we're at and you know, if it was easy, then everybody would have a right. shop, and it's not. Right. No, you got to really You don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. UL, I mean, UL got. You know, they make us. That's part of the requirement is you have to mm -hmm. have SCCR, and so you know these guys are getting these panels. They don't have it. They're out of compliance. You know, and then you essentially have like a bomb with projectiles out there mm -hmm. that it. Yeah. You didn't do the testing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I talked to. We have an engineer with James Sorensen, mm -hmm. phenomenal guy, but he talks about levels of separation like when you talk about safety mm. like when you're designing a site you want to put the liability as far away from your operators as you possibly can so you mm. want to get away from the miner and you want to push that liability back on the utility mm. right and so that's like sccr ratings that's doing coordination studies with the utility to make sure you know you're not going to have any nuisance tripping uh you know that's arc flash so the arc flash study basically puts a gives you a sticker that says you have to have this required ppe to even touch it i mean mm -hmm. you can go up to a breaker and you think like oh i'm just going up to a breaker like in your house and you flip it and that if there's something going on in there like you can yeah. have an arc flash like in your face just by flipping a breaker really and like people don't house. realize it at your house oh my gosh yeah, yeah now usually, usually it happens at like three o'clock in the morning when i'm right. my boxers half asleep yeah so you go. i could be that, that could be me and i like yeah. send my son to go do it like, dude go yeah. check that out I'm, now the, avail the available fault current at your house yeah. is probably not enough that high okay right? good but then like even guys if they don't do engineering they'll they'll spec out three thousand kva transformers 
Well, you can, there's calculators. I think Eaton has one yeah. you mm-hmm. can download. Mm-hmm. And you can plug in the impedance and the mm-hmm. transformer. And it'll say, you know, if you've got 3000 KVA, you're sitting above 80 KIC or KA, which is Oof, that, that, that bus bumps up your available fault current. Well, that means all of your gear downstream of that has to be 80, maybe 100 KIC. Well, mm-hmm. the cost of your equipment then goes up and the lead time okay. shoots out. But people don't think about it. Yeah. So then in order to mitigate, either you don't do it and you're out of compliance and now you have a liability or you got to go add a bunch of copper to mm-hmm. bring that fault current down or you got to put fuse disconnects, up. which drive yeah. your costs up, right? But people are like, oh, 3000 KVA, I could do more with it. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's going to cost you way more to install than you think. Maybe mm-hmm. cheaper just to put another 2500 KVA yeah. transformer out there yeah. than all of your gears then less, stuff. right? Okay. I know you're kind of like, what is 80K AIC, right? Yeah. You know, like what we're talking about. So that essentially means that 80, 80K AIC essentially stands for 80,000 amps mm. that, that are available on that piece of equipment. Okay. So that means if a fault happens and that fault causes 80,000 worth of that. amps, it can handle that and the breaker would not burn up, blow mm-hmm. up, and do all those things. Mm-hmm. Right. But what happens is, is if you don't do these coordination studies or these arc flash studies, and let's just say you put a 10 KIC rated breaker, mm-hmm. which is like the lowest that you can do, right? And an arc happens right next to it, but that arc, like let's just say it's a lightning strike, let's mm-hmm. just say it, whatever, the trench that you're digging through got cut and that, you know, it crosses these yeah. lines, right? But that, that fault that happens is like 25,000 amps. Mm-hmm. It's gonna literally roll through the system and the breaker's not even gonna catch it. Yeah, it's, it's just gonna start gonna, catching on fire. Yeah. Wow. And and so that's why the the NEC and uh has these codes set in mm. place because they, they require some sort of professional engineer that takes all those things into consideration mm. that I need to talk about impedance, voltages, how far away these yeah. things are from substations, all those things play into how you rate something mm. and then you put in the right piece of equipment so that they like test worst case scenarios from a mathematical standpoint and then they put in a electrical equipment that automatically would Ooh, make sure that's all okay. connected and so like the houses yeah. like all these buildings right. like they they're all they, they've yeah. all been looked over it's probably by 10 10 right. 10 ka secr rating yeah. it's mm-hmm. like on all panels like yeah. this building yeah <laughs> not rated <laughs> let me tell you no, most i mean I, we just <laughs> bought a house and we went and we had an inspector go out and it was oh I got a kick out of it because he goes with the panels. He's like, yeah, these panels aren't in compliance. It says is NEC 2017 that required. And that's why I like these electricians, though. That's how I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. Well, NEC 2017 came out. And as these states start adopting it now, you're out of compliance. So most homes that were built prior to 2017, they're all out of compliance because oh, they don't wow. have. But if you go look at new construction, you'll see the SCCR rating and you'll see the you'll see an arc flash study mm-hmm. and the required PPE listed on every single panel that's built now. Okay. Um, when I was at J, uh, there was an incident, I think it was in North Dakota. Um, you guys probably would know. I don't want to say the company's name. Somebody blew up? Somebody blew up. And they kill him? I, I think there was one incident that happened where somebody died. There was another one where the dude got burned up real bad. And that was, was a big. That? That was you a know big who I'm talking about? Was that an arc flash? Um, I don't know because if if I'm thinking about the same one, mm. I think that 
were they were they doing not gas and were they um yes yes i couldn't ever get to the bottom of it whether it was like some sort of genset thing or if it was an electrical fault but they were in the container yeah i know that yeah like and yeah the whole container burn right i got like severely yeah i don't think he Uh, yeah he didn't die there was was another one that died that was an on-grid one um now i don't remember if that was in north dakota or montana i can't remember but um the one that one i i I think we're probably talking about the same one um he got burned up real bad but Mm -hmm. yeah he didn't die but i would yeah i don't know enough about that to know what it was but it sounds i'm just curious curiosity i guess yeah i mean the only way you'd know is if like got to look at that right. electrical equipment you can be like oh yeah you, know, you can clearly see like an arc if there's an imprint on silhouette then it was an yeah, arc flash yeah. all right you want, yeah, to, you want to know something crazy what you want to even know this what i got struck by lightning did you know yeah as a baby Dude. as a baby outside of outside of a lubies my great-grandmother was holding me we walked out of the, it was a huge storm it was here in houston walked outside of the carport thing zap what yeah i can see sounds it's crazy did you, you can get, see sounds. You can see sounds. That's now, awesome. To, to this day, you're like you have superheroes, super yeah, superpowers. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. I'll have to tell you a story about what <laughs> things crazy. I've seen. I've seen sounds sometimes, but I can't talk about it on the show. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different thing. So. But yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. I forget, I forget that it happened because I was like an infant. So. Was your grandma okay? Yeah, she was okay. Did, you get Did the- she get hit? Yeah, we was both, just, yeah, she was holding me. Yeah, to yeah, get so those yeah. lines on you, like the the uh, you know the imprint spider webs. The, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, can you web? feel yeah. like danger happening? Is <laughs> 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 a little spidey senses tingling. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, man. That's yeah, it's crazy. wild. It's a wild story. That is wild. I remember back, back when I was like in my dating life, that would be like one of my my fun facts yeah. that I come out swinging. I've been struck with. by lightning, baby. Yeah. If I could survive that, I could be a grandma. I could survive anything. I know what a yeah, tough lady. We well, should be her grandma more. After that, like, she also not immediately after that, but like later in her life, she had open heart surgery, no anesthesia. Oh my Whoa. god! Open heart what? surgery with no anesthesia, awake. They don't make them like that anymore. Dude. No, dude. that is a tough, tough lady. Could you imagine um, having gosh. your chest dude, and your heart? I cut would open. just tell them to kill me. I'd be like, there nah, was I'm something done. to where if she had the anesthesia, she would she would guaranteed like wouldn't survive. Wow. So, Jeez, man, I don't want to I don't want to test it, but maybe uh, that came from the lightning strike. Possibly that resilience. Man, that's, that's pretty dude. crazy, dude. That's crazy. I, I, I blew up my knee and I was crying. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I uh, when I hurt my knee ice skating, uh, which <laughs> that alone makes me embarrassed to tell the story. But yeah, I was on the verge of tears the whole time. It was bad. And I was a 42-year-old person. <laughs> that, was, like, that was recent. It's like two months ago. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, shoot, man. Look, this has been really good. Um, really informative. This is the first time we've really dove into the electrical side. This mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I did not know a lot of this stuff. Honestly, I'll be honest. I didn't know a ton about you guys. Um, but uh, we should talk some more after this is over. So yeah, Love to. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressive and shoot 26 million in a month is not a bad deal so shoot i'm gonna yeah. know where to hit you guys are doing up. something right yeah 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 you built a reputation for a while and when you do that and mm-hmm. you know what you're doing like people trust you and yeah we're, we're we're very fortunate to have that opportunity right now but, yeah you know yeah just it come you know it's the way i look at it people are you're a steward of other people's money and if you do you steward their money well mm-hmm. they'll keep trusting you to give yeah. you more money that's right. and that's yeah. really what it comes down to so it's like 
you know, bottom line, we, we treat our vendors great. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, there are like our vendors are our partners and then our clients, like we want to, that we want to look at them like we're actually like we want them to look at us like we're part of their yeah. their company like mm -hmm. we're internal like you should look at us as a resource to help you mm -hmm. hit your goals and get you where you want to go so what i love is like i think what we're witnessing on a macro level is like i think there's still a lot of like wild wild west there's still a lot of gray area yeah. but it's like this maturation of the phase where things are becoming more institutional right more yeah. like mm -hmm. legit and safe totally. and certified and Totally. It's just really cool. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't alive for when like oil and gas was kind of going through this same phase, mm -hmm. but I, I definitely, obviously we all agree that there's a lot of correlations from yeah. an industry mm -hmm. perspective. And I think, yeah, like a lot, like in 2021, all that stuff was going down. Like you started to see a lot, like a cleanup of a lot of the like, Oh yeah, man. You shake and, them like, out. And it's just going to keep on cycling mm -hmm. it. And then like, you know, the big groups you know, we all know they're all going to be buying up those assets mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's, you know, there's going to be shells and Exxons and stuff like that. And we're fortunate to like have done work with the shells and Exxons early on to mm -hmm. where we can kind of get those big projects and stuff like that. So again, you know, it's, it's, it's a really unique space and you know, we're, it's we're, still early, still yeah. early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. yeah. yeah. Especially, early. especially with AI. Oh I mean, yeah. Yeah. the data center space like we're not even we're at the beginning yeah, of the no. exponential curve. yeah like i, know. I agree it's gonna be nuts yeah. you guys will hit the 100 million soon so we'll get you on in four months Shoot. when you hit it might be before we'll the bottles. summer we'll yeah. come in more than with just hats and stickers <laughs> yeah i was gonna say man in 26 minutes i got a hat <laughs> <laughs> thanks though i appreciate it i like yeah, that yeah. Yeah, i knew they were doing well when you got the rubber yeah yeah, yeah. uh badges on it right yeah everybody yeah. else can have to step the game up yeah, yeah. yeah come on everybody so just the regular embroidered we don't give those <laughs> that was back in the eight million uh, those eight million right? <laughs> well man this is great yeah, um thank you guys so i'm much. excited for you and uh i'm a little jealous but excited for you as well this is really good that's awesome yeah. and uh yeah we should talk some more after this is over see what we can do together 100%. yeah let's do it happy to help